2023, the 82nd day of 2021. There are 283 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Another day of the NCAA tournament in the books from yesterday. And also the uh, Cougar Boys basketball season for the year comes to an end. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini-burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. How's Misty? I'm well. How are you? Not too bad. Have you noticed your? Uh, have you noticed neck pain? Have you noticed anyone being a pain in your neck? Uh, yes. 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 It could be your mask. You might have thought it was someone, but it could be your mask that is doing it. It's uh, COVID nineteen can be a real pain in the neck. Among the icky mask related side effects, including mask mouth and mask knee, your annoyingly necessary face covering could be yet another unwanted physical symptom, which is a stiff. Achy neck. The Chiropractic Association has observed a connection between people spending long periods of day in masks and increases in jaw pain, neck stiffness, eye tension, upper back pain, and headaches. I wonder if we're holding our face to hold it on. You know, like we're, you know, you're isolating a muscle and you get that that pain. Right. Well, I was just going to say you were thinking it was me. As it turns out, it's your mask mask. that's causing all of your uh, your pain. In the neck. He's the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, Rome, uh, Copenhagen, uh, and even Owensboro. It's Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm tired. <laughs> I uh, guess so. You had a long, late road trip last night. Yeah, I didn't get back till like eleven o'clock. Yeah, so it was, it was a late one. I do feel uh, I do feel a special connection to you today. <laughs> uh, I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah, <laughs> but but I have I have a more positive outlook than you, and I can explain that after you explain the way you're going. That's true. You, your upside potential is a lot greater than mine. Yes. But uh, of the people who completed our bracket. Uh, you and I are in dead last. We are sharing seventh place. We each have 31 points uh, on the uh, bracket contest through the first uh, two rounds of the tournament in the in the pool. Uh, but as you mentioned, I look at that potential points. You could where you, you could look. get as many as 139, and that is also as many potential points as Whitney Carmen could get, who is mm-hmm. currently in first place. Your problem is going to be in that you and Whitney both have Gonzaga. But I think Whitney and I have a different runner-up. So if I if I look into my runner-up, mm-hmm. you could push. Go you could Cougars. push on the champion, but you could win on Houston. Houston, yes. Where she did not take Houston. And Houston almost lost on Sunday. I was I was getting a little worried there because if they would have lost, my all my chances would have been out the window. Now, Misty, the good news for you is that you're in fifth place. You're currently tied in fifth place yeah. with 32 points. Mm-hmm. So you're a point ahead of Sam and I. Yeah. But your potential tops out at 44. Yeah. 
So you're going to have a hard time getting <laughs> up to the uh, upper yeah. echelons yeah. of the leaderboard. Your Jayhawk struggled last night. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you've got Whitney Carmen and Sheriff Chaffins who are tied in first place with 35 points. Uh, Beach has 34 points. Ken has 34 points. But the prognosis is not good for them going on in the right. tournament. I still have a 119-point possibility, which uh, sounds nice, but you know. here. here. As, as if we've I always could just not be last, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, if you're not first, you're last. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It's true. Mm. So, got to finish strong. Well, I started about <laughs> as terrible as you can start. <laughs> See, I always then, get too confident in upsets. And then next thing I know, I, I end up looking like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then also, I pick teams like Ohio State instead of trusting Misty, our basketball expert, in sure. picking Oral Roberts. I, I mean, I had a moment of weakness. Uh, so my future son-in-law is an Ohio State fan because he was born in uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. and I have and and since the wedding is this year and he's officially becoming the son-in-law, it, I had a moment of weakness and allowed yeah. Ohio State to advance in my bracket when I knew it was it was a bad idea. I knew better. Yeah, but soft, tender-hearted, lovable me. See, and I'm thinking, I just went okay. Let's go Ohio State and. Their coach is a Kentucky boy, so that's why I was saying he's from Nicholasville. Yeah. So yeah. at least that's something to cheer for. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't work he grew out up so a big well. UK fan. Yeah, well, it didn't work out so well. <laughs> uh, despite the clouds, it will be a mild day today. Spotty showers with the possible with the most areas staying dry. Warm and windy tomorrow. Highs well into the 70s. And Thursday, an active day with rounds of uh, thunderstorms, very heavy rain, and strong wind gusts into the evening. Isolated shower, 30% chance of rain today, 72. Isolated shower and 56 for tonight. Breezy and warm and a high near 77 for tomorrow is what you can look forward to. So a high of uh, 77. Looking pretty good. Another tragedy uh, yesterday. Police say 10 people were killed at a Colorado supermarket. I don't know what it is about Colorado, but even going back to the Columbine days, uh, you know, they had the uh, movie theater shooting that was there. They had uh, a couple of school shootings out there and then uh, just a random shooting or what appears to be a random shooting at a Colorado super, supermarket in Boulder, about 25 miles from Denver. It's where the University of Colorado is. Ten people killed, including one police officer so who was one of the first responders there. It was a really weird scene. They had some mm-hmm. um, just uh, they had video going on inside the store where people who went live, if you will, from their devices. And it was just kind of uh, extremely chaotic. So I hate to hear of uh, that tragedy going on yesterday in Colorado. Uh, Close to home, though, 294. We didn't get to a number that I was hoping for yesterday, but 294 new COVID cases for a Monday isn't bad, bringing the state to 421,121. 11 new COVID-19 deaths reported yesterday by the governor's office, bringing us to one shy of 5,800. The rolling seven-day positivity rate did jump on down from 2.97 to 2.93, the lowest since July of last year. Hospitalizations also down by 19, and ventilator patients dropped by eight people to 63. And if you look at the COVID-19 map, I think there's only maybe six, seven counties, something like that in total, that are still quote-unquote in the red. Mm -hmm. We're seeing more and more yellow populating the map the more that you look, so that's uh, 
good news. The um, Also, the modifications on who's available for the COVID-19 vaccine has changed. Kentuckians age 50 and up are now eligible for the vaccine and should sign up for appointments as soon as they are available. According to the governor, more than 1.186 uh, 1.186 million Kentuckians have received at least one dose of the vaccine. And starting April 12th, residents 16 and older will also be eligible. Sam, can you tell from your contemporaries that if you had not been in 1C, if you hadn't been des- designated as essential, can you tell if your contemporaries, uh, people in their early to mid-20s, would have been likely to take advantage of this, or do you think they're going to be, ah, we don't need it? Oh, I think for the most part, yes. I think that, that my age group is very much willing to, because I think in a lot of ways, it's kind of the, if this is what it takes to get back to a sense of normalcy, I think that's what everyone calls it, then, you know, <laughs> go ahead and give me three, like, if that's what it takes. I right. mean, in kind of our, in our vantage point, yeah. um, it, whatever it takes. I think that that's well said, because the older population is, give it to me, save my life, and Sam's population is, give it to me, get me back to normal. Yeah. Like, it's not give a life-saving. Give it to it's me, give me, me my life. Give yes. me my yeah. life back, yeah. and the other one is save my and then, life. Yeah. In a lot so of ways, see, too, it's true. It's Okay, if I take this, it's an opportunity to see grandma or something yeah, along sure. the lines of that. It's just it's mm. it it adds into that. Yeah. Yes, for the it's and that's to be clear, I haven't been so um, I haven't been so worried as so as much about the health aspects as I have just trying to get back to something that I recognize mm-hmm. as what our normal patterns and pathways were. Uh, the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is much more popular around the globe than it is here in the United States because we have three other options to choose from. Mm -hmm. But the U.S. data shows that the vaccine is effective for all ages. But then there was some late-breaking information this morning saying that in their study they weren't so sure if maybe some older data or some data that they called into question that is giving confidence for this might not need to be scrutinized again or reevaluated. But on the whole... Uh, AstraZeneca's vaccine has been authorized in more than 50 countries. It has not been given the green light in the United States yet, but it probably will be given the green light in the states. Uh, the According to AstraZeneca, 79% effective at preventing symptomatic COVID-19 and was 100% effective in stopping severe disease and hospitalization, which is really what you're going for. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's what you're trying to that's what you're trying to stop. So we soon might have four different options. So I, you know, by, it just seems like to me, by the time we get to July 1st, I know here in Kentucky, we're increasing the day where we go, if you want one, you can get one, no trouble. I think there are still some more populous areas of the country where vaccine supplies are harder to come by, or you don't have uh, execution plans drawn up by leaders that worked as well. I mean, by and large, you got to give the Bashir administration uh, and the people that they have wrangled together mm-hmm. to roll this out for Kentuckians. It's going to be hard to argue with the outcome. Yeah. You don't have a lot of people standing in line going, hey, I can't get mine, and disruptions. And uh, I think the public has been the public has been patient, waiting for their opportunity. And then I think the people responsible for administering it from the governor to Dr. Stack and on down the line to the people in the field actually putting shots in arms, 
you cannot argue to me you can't argue with the success right. of that plan no, so it's been good kudos to them uh the governor speaking of signed legislation yesterday to make insulin more affordable calling it a game changer for many people in a state with one of the nation's highest diabetes rates the bill will limit the cost of insulin to $30 per 30-day supply for many Kentuckians. The cap applies to people with state-regulated health care plans or plans purchased on the marketplace exchange, state employees, and people under group plans. The governor said this is the right thing to do, and it's a game-changer for those who rely on insulin to live. It, um, of course, as we know, insulin is used to keep people's blood sugars at safe levels. I was reading some instances where insulin supplies had grown for some to $1,000 a month for insulin, which was obviously making people make some really tough choices either to uh, underdose or go without completely, which would be dangerous. I, I guess I'm somewhat curious to know how... How does it how does it get to be thousand dollars a month for insulin? But more importantly, in what is supposed supposedly a capitalist society, how do we go from something being a thousand dollars a month to then saying no more than thirty dollars a month? I, that just seems like such a disparity to me that you can't do through free markets and general supply and demand and. I, did, I don't know how the economics of that work, but I do know that if you're a person who needs insulin and you're told something that was costing you a lot of money per month now can cost you no more than $30 a month, you don't really care about why. You're just happy that it, uh, happy no, that but, it turned but out that way. but then you have to wonder, was there that much of a markup through the pharmacy companies that that there was a deal struck with legislators to say, okay, then we'll do this? How do, you, how do legislators make Big Pharma change their price? Or is the government supplementing and paying for the difference? Yeah, make, and that, again, that's the kind of the devil's in the details. Yeah. Like, so it, it, it would be one thing if you said, well, it's been as much as 55, but now we're capping at 30. Like, okay, okay. well, that's doable. That's easily right. done, you know, to get it manageable. But something that might cost a thousand and the thousand might not be normal that might be situational or circumstantial or there that may be the cautionary tale that they're using to bring everybody and go it could cost as much as a thousand dollars but it, it's also not a drug that was just invented two years ago and they're trying to recapture all of their research and development money and that's mm-hmm. the way that it works when new drugs come to the market and they they've got years and years of research and development what's called r and d money and they put in they got to get FTC and FD uh, you know FDA approval and it comes out drugs are more expensive for a while while they recoup that investment mm-hmm. but eventually the patents go away the generic versions come along and I always considered insulin was like that. Insulin is not something that we suddenly, you know, we've right. suddenly discovered. Well, here's a game changer. COVID vaccine. That's right. I don't, right. again, I don't know how it all works, I but the, the human body produces it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yes. So. I mean, I, good for the bill, good for the people using it. I just am like you. I'm curious to go, how did that, how did we do that? How did yeah, we go well, about getting that to work out? Yeah. What's the, what's the other side of this? So we know what this side of it is. What yeah. is, is there a downside to it for anyone, anywhere? And I don't know the answer to that. The governor vetoed a bill curbing his ability to fill a Senate seat. 
He vetoed legislation. This comes as no surprise, by the way, that uh, a vetoed a bill that would empower Republican leaders to influence his choice to temporarily fill a U.S. Senate seat should a vacancy occur. The bill supporters could face more hurdles, though, even if the veto is overridden. Bashir, who is a former attorney general, said he sees the measure as unconstitutional, which could signal a court battle. He's basically saying that it's giving too much power to party bosses at the state level. And I, the legislation is pretty close, in my mind, is pretty close to how it has been done to this point, I think it's streamlining the process a, a, a little bit. The virtue of it is this, is that the the legislature is trying to force the hand of the governor that says you can't put somebody from another party in to fill a vacant Senate seat until the next election or until we can get to a special election. They are codifying it into law that will give you a list of three names or so and then you have to choose from those three to fill the vacancies, right? You get three people you want, you're happy with any of the three choices that are made. There you go. There are your choices. And if that is just a bridge to get us to a special election, then I think that I am I am okay with that. But if they are trying to, and I don't think this is what they're trying to do, I don't think they're saying of these three, one of these people gets to fill however much of a vacancy of a six-year term. That's not what the Constitution allows for. But I I think the governor's argument that this is unconstitutional is flimsy. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think that that necessarily means that he won't... um, My my only question, what what do other states do? Yeah. Is this something different that just Kentucky is starting? I mean, because I know that for the most part, it's always been kind of the governor's responsibility. But I don't know, you know, what's Ohio do? What's Illinois do? And I don't know that. I would almost need to know that before I had a real strong opinion on. I've been asking on. for a couple of weeks. Why now? Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, is there something going on that we don't know about? And it makes me wonder, do we have a senator who's in poor health? Well, uh, Bob Stivers says absolutely not. He says, let me make this definitive statement. He is not sick. He is not leaving, maybe to some people's chagrin, but he plans to be there, is what Stivers told a legislative committee. Okay. But it it has been revealed to me on why it is so important today is because the balance of the Senate mm-hmm. is so important at the moment that you could find so, – so here's – if something were to happen to Senator Paul – or something were to happen to Senator McConnell, then Andy Bashir is going to be under an immense amount of pressure at the federal level. And by the way, I don't think Andy Bashir is satisfied with his stature in Frankfurt. I think Andy Bashir has his ambitions set at a higher level. And so if he is forced to make a decision that he thinks is best, he could unilaterally swing power in the Senate away to where they don't need Vice President Harris to break a tie. And I think this is this is some of what's going on with them trying to give D.C. statehood. They they know that D.C. statehood, if they get two senators, then that dilutes the power. So you could say, well, those are going to be two Democratic senators, probably, or packing the court, or all. So just look at the, look at things on the broad level mm-hmm. rather than at the state level, and we might figure out where some of this is coming from. Because to be clear, Senator McConnell has endorsed this plan. 
on replacing. So it, it's not something that he's saying, y'all are trying to replace me. He's saying we need to have a succession, a better succession plan in place mm-hmm. so that they come can't come in and do a power grab because of a medical or health emergency. Right. That's at least what I'm reading Well, and we about also, you know, we have Bam Carney who's been sick. Uh, for quite a while. So we're, we're seeing some other things happen that go, okay, maybe we need to be paying more attention to the succession plan. And I can get on board with that. It's just you're on board with it when it's your party. You're not on board with it when it's the other party. So we're, we're all going to argue one way today, but when the parties flip and want the same thing, we're going to argue the, the opposite way. I, I guess what I'm trying to determine about the bill is I need to take current process right. and bill and lay right. them side by side and go, okay, where are you trying to divert my attention away from? At the end, of the, I agree with you. At the end of the day, though, whatever this process is, it needs to get us to the next quickest election so that the people can decide. That's right. Not a governor or or a party three, bosses, three people or, party. Right, I think it's right. a three person committee or yeah, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Should never be deciding that. The Cougar term. boys basketball season came to an abrupt end last night. Fifteen point defeat at Owensboro to Ohio County. Sam, were you uh, surprised at the sudden end? Do you expect a closer game between those two? I didn't know really what to expect as they played in the first game of the season. And like we were talking, the first game of the season, it's so hard to predict because there were no scrimmages. There was no, no – I mean, there was nothing. So sure. it was hard to tell really – Ohio County won that game by 23. It was hard to tell really what to look for. Mm-hmm. I think disappointed in the performance, but still a great season. I mean, you won the district, which I know Coach Johnson said after the game, that's their first goal. But they still haven't been able to win the region game since 2014. And that's kind of that next step. And he said that – there's almost like a mental aspect that they have to get past, as he says. He feels like when they get to the, as he said, the quote-unquote almighty sports center, he said there's something, and there was some sarcasm in there. And there has been for multiple generations. Yes, but it was just, there's something to it that you just got to get past thinking that this is the region and just play it like another game, which well, is tough. I mean, look at uh, the first game you watched last night. Owensboro Catholic defeated Meade County 63-57. to so a favoring ninth district schools inside that gym. No, never. Now it's the Lady Cougars. You're making that up. It's the Lady Cougars opportunity on Thursday. And who will they be facing oh. on Thursday night, Sam? Oh, maybe a team on their home floor. <laughs> maybe a team oh, on wait. their home floor. Didn't they win the district? Their home floor. Absolutely. Should they just lost the district instead? Uh, you just never. I draw into the ninth district. You might as well. Third flip a straight coin year a 12th district champion has played Owensboro Catholic on their home floor. we got to get to a break. <laughs> Come back. Plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Chip and Dip Day. I started thinking about Chip and Dip. I had that over the weekend. In North America, you know, there's salt and vinegar uh, are the top flavors for crisps are uh, in the UK. Are roast beef and mustard, smoked ham and pickle, the Swiss like paprika, the Thais choose prawn, and in Egypt, kebab is popular. And then you got hot bean with jalapenos dip. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you, I just, um, I remember a time when you had... Chips. Yep. And sour cream and onion. Yep, that was it. Remember, I mean, in the early, in the early, mid, and late seventies, you had five or six different types of potato chips. 
lots of different varieties. And then then Fritos were kind of out there as an outlier, something mm-hmm. a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But the first vanity flavor of potato chip, in my recollection, is the sour cream and onion. And, you know, it's still today probably my favorite. Really? Yes. I really? love sour cream and onion chips. I love them, too. Now, my favorite chip and dip growing up was a bag of just the regular Doritos, the nacho cheese Doritos, with the cheese dip that you get in the uh, can that you pull the tab, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the metal lid off. Mm-hmm. is still the same. They haven't changed any of that. Still my favorite. Buffalo dip? I love buffalo dips. I love, love all buffalo of those dip. things. But that was when we were we had chips and dip at home. That's what it meant, Doritos well, and cheese sauce. You had the, the one where you were doing the Doritos in the – was it ranch dip or something like that? You remember well, we that did, you were doing that? We did that? when you first mm-hmm. started here. I got hooked on because I brought you some for your birthday. I was like, you got to try this. And it is good. Mm, it is good. I haven't had that but in a while. Yeah. that is all we would eat. We were little – I've never been a fan of that liquid cheese. I don't know why. It's just never been – I've never at, failed to At love the it, store so. when they had the – you know, they had the – you have the little rack underneath the chips. Yep. You know, the, mm-hmm. you get to choose your – I would just always take the ranch or the – because the sour cream and the onion chips with ranch dressing. Woo. I okay. bought some ranch dip not too long ago. Didn't pay attention because they've decided to do vanity flavors with their ranch. It was a French onion ranch. No, 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 you, no, no, no. That that's <laughs> no. That's a perversion. It of, is. You can't do that. That yes. You can't it, put those together. It's in my garbage now. It was not. <laughs> it is World Meteorological Day today. So uh, okay. hug a weatherman or a weather woman. And it is uh, Melba Toast Day today. According to lore, the tiny, thin, crispy toasts first prepared for the opera singer uh, Dom Nellie Melba, or Dame Nellie Melba, and were named by the eminent hotel uh, magnate Cesar Ritz. So they came from a Ritz Hotel for an opera singer, Melba Toast. And you all also know this about me, that I love Melba Toast. Yes. And so does everyone else we learned during yes. Super Bowl. We couldn't find it. It's, it's, it's harder and harder to find. I don't know if it's a victim of COVID or it's just become more popular or Between what it you is. you and I, we hit four or five grocery stores in two days and couldn't find Melba Toast. That's right. My parents used to go to the lodge. Mm-hmm. So they would we would stay with uh, uh, maybe Mamma and Papa or would stay with uh, Mamma and Granddad. And they would go to the lodge and have dinner. And when we come back. We knew if we were good, we got mellow toast from the lodge in the little packages. In the little packages. In the little packages. <laughs> was, somebody's been to the it's salad such, bar. Yeah, such simple times there when Melba toast it, it was, was your treat. <laughs> now, I also think that, Misty, in your all's uh, gathering room, you have a popcorn popper. We used to, yes. You used to have popcorn mm-hmm. popper. And you either used to or still do have a soda machine. We used to. I have figured out how your game room was incomplete. Okay. <laughs> you can now buy an icy machine from Neiman Marcus. Wow. Can you imagine yeah. how glorious it would have been to have a slush puppy machine there with your, you know, your That's snack amazing. mix that you all do. You yes, do your yes. sweet and your salty yeah. and your, mm-hmm. like, you put those together. And then you got your popcorn machine. Yep. And then you got your John Wall Coke machine. Mm-hmm. And then imagine having an icy machine. And... Only $115 from NeimanMarcus.com. Wow, no, that's not bad at all. That's the cheapest thing probably at Neiman Marcus, too, I'm right? wondering if this thing is tiny. Right. <laughs> is it the size of an icy? Is it the size of your Easy Bake Oven? Yeah. Or is it the size of the one that you think at the store? 
I'm going to go probably somewhere in between. But this this is exactly what would have been the trifecta for us in making a mess in Dad's room, which is why it has concrete <laughs> floors. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, a, that sticky was very too. smart. Oh, oh yes, sticky, yes. sticky. Mm-hmm. I want a nacho cheese machine is what I want. <laughs> All right. I'm yes. sure those are available. Chocolate yeah. fountain? Maybe at NeimanMarcus.com. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is troubling information. A new study says that several slices of bacon per day may increase dementia risk. <laughs> a new study has shown that eating one, uh, that eating several slices of bacon per day can increase your risk of developing dementia. Scientists from the University of Leeds Nutritional Epidemiology Group analyzed data from almost a half a million people and discovered that a 25-gram serving of processed meat each day, the same as one what they call rasher of bacon, is associated with a 44% increased risk of the degenerative disease. Well, now that's a real Sophie's choice. I'm distraught over this. Do I choose bacon or do I choose dementia? Hmm. I guess choosing bacon is choosing dementia. So do I... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon and dementia, or can I live? Can I live without bacon and be miserable? But have a good memory, have good cognition. The problem is keeping your memory. Is you're just going to remember all those days without bacon. (laughs) This is true. Kind of what I was. Right. What I I was thinking we would end up lamenting the loss of bacon. Right. A bacon cheeseburger. I mean, BLT dip on Melba toast. Exactly. Um, the only thing that makes BLT dip better is more bacon. Yeah. I'll take a BL or a BBL. You but, can take the tea. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take the bacon. But that's the power of BLT dip, no, Sam, I'm going to no. tell you. The tea? No, no, I'll no, take no. BBB dip. Sam, I have a case study for you. Yeah, you really I'm you really going does. to tell you, yeah. and you need to listen up, young <laughs> uh-huh. man. Mm-hmm. One Jason Thomas mm-hmm. used to would never touch a tomato. He would work those tomatoes around in that BLT dip. He would oh, work them I over there on the edge that. of the he, – he would oh, he'd get them out oh, of the yeah. way to yeah. get into that good bacon. Yes, uh-huh. And he finally just gave in and said, give me the tomatoes. You know what It's happened? all good. He ended up – he ordered uh, a burger somewhere, and they left the tomato on, and he took a bite before he realized it was on there, and he liked it. Uh-huh. So now he got into BLT sandwiches, and he loves them. So this was the first year he ate the BLT dip with the tomato. Right. I, I I have the taste buds that it, even if they accidentally put the tomato on first and realize it before it leaves the, the kitchen and take it off and it's got like that juice, I can taste it. Yeah. No. Sam, are you it. saying today, this will be on the record, it's on the March 23rd, oh, 2021 yes. show, are you saying you will never like tomatoes? Correct. Okay. okay. It's documented. I never taste buds change every yeah. seven years. <laughs> nope. I nor will I try one. This is the year of the cicadas. I think yeah. this might be yeah. the year that Sam's no. taste buds warm to tomatoes. Cicadas, no, tomatoes. There, there, no chance. <laughs> it's your years. No again. chance. <laughs> None. An Ohio apartment complex is towing cars for being ugly. In Ohio, the Montana Valley Apartments Complex is towing and threatening to tow cars parked in its lot that don't meet its appearance standards. I wish my apartment complex at Western had this. The story by local media outlet out there calls it PWP, or Parking While Poor, and it results in the complex towing one or two cars per month while also distributing tow notices on three to four cars per day. 
A little background, Dennis Day's 2001 Honda is no Bentley, but he was surprised when the other day he received a notice on his windshield after visiting a friend at a Westwood apartment complex. He said, basically, I just ran into the apartment to drop off a few boxes, came back out with a sticker on my car saying that my car did not meet their high standards. The notice stated that due to the damage of his car, it would be towed if he didn't move it within 24 hours. Wow. He said it was a huge slap in the face. The apartment manager noted that the complex doesn't allow cars with rust, dents, flat tires, or bad paint to sit in front of its complex. What are they classifying as a dent? I mean, I've got a door ding on the side of my well, vehicle. Well, when you said ugly, I was thinking those stickers people put on the back where they're cussing oh, people out, like being ugly. Mm-hmm. Or just have Listen, way too many bumper stickers on the back. But yeah. you you can't tell somebody's car because they're poor. They probably can't afford to get it out of the pound. Oh, yeah. Can you Leave imagine? people alone. Can you imagine the fights, right? Just imagine. Just look around. Just imagine. Friends, just drive around Litchfield in your mind. All right, just imagine what a day-to-day experience is like. And imagine how many fights this would start. (laughs) Well, here's the good news. We now know where all the Karens live. (laughs) In Ohio. I think I already knew The Karen compound. This is the Karen compound. Get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. I got a woman way over town that's good to me. Did you know? Wait, before I say, did you know, I've got to ask the two of you all, are either of you all experts on cutting cheese? No. How about that cheese? Did you know a dull knife can slice cheese thinner than a sharp one? That doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't? No. I thought it was odd. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about slicing it, though, sometimes that... When it's that that a sharp knife, it like just grabs it and takes it with I it. Guess. Where a dull knife sort of has to kind of like work with the cheese. No, I don't. Bit. I don't. I don't believe that. No, you don't believe? No. It? Okay. Well, I, I read it. My cheese already sliced. I read it on the internet. So. Oh, then it's got to got to be true. Has to be so, true. No, Sam. no, I I don't know. Uh, Chevy Chase is recovering at home after a five week hospital stay. Did you all know Clark no. Griswold was in bad health? No. no. I had no idea that he the was The heart in condition. That's that's scary. It is scary. How old is he? 77. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't really, really almost I didn't realize he was that he old. 77, and, you know, you don't see him a lot anymore. No. You know, after Fletch and all the, you know, great movies that he did and uh, Chris, and all the vacation movies and things, he's living well. Yeah. You don't see him very much, and so he's kind of s- sneakily gotten older. Yeah. Because you don't see him all the time, and you go, "Oh wow!" Yeah. I mean, he's and when you do see him, he's in his, you know, in the Christmas vacation age, so he's young. He's so it's suspended that's in time. The thing. Yeah. yeah, I watch enough of his movies that that is the age he is and is always going to be mm-hmm. for me. So to see that picture of him, it kind of takes me back. Well, going see, through. I was watching Community, which is was a show on NBC, and he's in that, and that's about what he looks like in there. Because yeah. that okay. show was from about a decade ago. I mean, even go all the way back okay. to Caddyshack and how young mm-hmm. he looked yeah. in Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. You watch it fairly frequently, and He's just kind of forever young um, in that regard. David Hasselhoff will play David Hasselhoff in a German TV series. There's, I, I'm really impressed with him, um, with his ability to keep it going. You Stay know, relevant. He, he's, he's, he's out there and he's loving it. I mean, he tells you he, he, he he's playing a character of, of himself. Yeah. Uh, he's self-deprecating in nature that yeah. he's playing a character called the Hoff in life. Like he's playing the character every day, 
And um, he's an interesting interview as well. I also saw that Portia de Rossi was rushed to a hospital for appendicitis surgery. Oh, wow. So what's uh, Mrs. Ellen? Uh-huh. I thought appendicitis was something that if you were going to have, it was going to be younger in life. Where did I, I no. make that up? No, it's not necessarily. Okay, maybe, you know. maybe I made that up. Yeah, but but I'm with you, Misty. I had that same perception. Yeah, it was more that of a kid's like, thing. Right, think like about tonsils coming out. Right. I think um, uh, also I learned, I heard uh, Rick and Bubba talking this morning that, and this is their number, it's not mine, but that Ellen had lost 100 million viewers. Wow. Because of her Being mean. mean, not mean controversy. Yeah. That, that that her viewership was down by like a hundred million viewers. I don't know if that's a day or a week. Or good news for Katy Perry fans. She is reportedly going to be in residency in Las Vegas, the same way that Elton John, Celine Dion, and others have yep. done. Uh, even Aerosmith has done a residency out there. Motley Crue has done a residency. Britney Spears has done a residency, and it looks like Katy Perry will be the next because it will enable her to perform but also be a mom and kind of without having to do a national tour. Have you ever seen her live? I have not, uh, but intend to. And especially the older she gets, you know, the more, I'll just tell you, the Celine Dion, the time we went to see, see Celine Dion, I'm so glad we did yeah. because I was never like over the moon for Celine Dion, but just the power of her performance was mm-hmm. so good. And I think Katy Perry will be uh, similar. I've also just come to really appreciate her work with the young people on Idol, mm-hmm. including last night. They let the judges for the first time on the duets. Well, the duets round was new, and um, and because the judges chose the duets, so you'll sing with her, you'll sing with him, etc. And it was really good. But they let Luke, Lionel, and Katie go into the individual rooms okay. and coach them up more than just judge them up when they came uh, to sing. So I knew last night, if you watched, Alyssa Ray from Kentucky, she was. they saved her for last and her yeah. singing partner, and they were phenomenal. What'd she sing? That's a good question. I don't have to look that up. But because the showstopper was Big Willie. Okay, remind me who Big Willie is. Big Willie is from Georgia. Big Willie used to weigh 600 pounds, and now he weighs 400 pounds. Okay. Oh, I think I did see his audition. He sang with Kaya Monet. He reminded me of Ruben. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you. He can sing. Yeah, yeah. This is my my, first time ever hearing him. Oh, my goodness. It was so good last night. I threw my hands in the air. They were next to last. Big Willie has closed more shows. They've saved him for last because uh, he had he was living in Hollywood, chasing his dream, and then his mama had a stroke. He had to go back to Georgia and care for her. Twenty four hours, by the way. This is after twenty four hours of them working together. So the showstopper round will be Sunday on ABC. This American Idol continues as part of Hollywood Week. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. What if wishing on a shooting star 
worked. But some jack wagon long ago came through and wished that all future wishes wouldn't come true. Mm. And now Mm. we're suffering the consequences. It's kind of like original sin, if you think about it. Yeah, it really is. You follow it all the way back. We're suffering the consequences for some jack wagons who did it incorrectly Mm -hmm. or did it poorly. Couldn't obey. Mm -hmm. It's it's certainly certainly a possibility. You like my board today? I do like your board today. I thought and you would like it because of, of your your sleep strategy <laughs> on the faking it till you make it uh, until you hmm. until you are asleep. You've you've had some clever boards. I can't. I couldn't come up with it while you were while you were gone. So I had someone <laughs> fill in for me. <laughs> <laughs> more 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 said person. Volunteered to fill in. Yeah, he, he hired uh, a professional smart aleck to be the board writer. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. What, and, that, and, that's and said, said person was even getting said. sound effects. Yeah, during the show mm-hmm. that yeah. related to your board. Yeah, wise guy. Really, I shouldn't say smart aleck. Just you know, looking for a wise guy who likes to write on. I'm not naming boards. any names. Sure. Listen, it's been the the board has been good, but it's mm-hmm. also been challenging because, in essence, I have to identify. At least two ponderances per day, mm-hmm. because my point to ponder and my board are in ways both ponderances, but they typically are not the same thing. No. So, just being able to have to, you know, like grasp onto them as they pass through my mind is very challenging. Yeah, sure. I need to in the movie. I think it was it Night Shift where Michael Keaton walked around with the tape recorder of all the great ideas that he had. That's what I need to do in my life. <laughs> I just think I just need to walk around, and I did run across a list of things I had documented. I've had I've had some ideas for some pretty nice inventions. Uh-huh. Uh, I think maybe Misty. I know you know, and Sam. I don't know if you've picked up yet or not, but I invented pay at the pump. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I'm aware of that. But not all of my inventions have been so useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I did once think about, uh, you've heard me also talk about, you're as useful as a submarine with a screen door. Mm-hmm. There's not much market for screen doors on submarines, in yeah, case shockingly. you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I had the idea for a book on how to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Know, know why that felt reading flat. for dummies. Yeah. Uh-huh. The inflatable yeah. dartboard. Yeah. Yeah, I really thought that one would go somewhere. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Uh, an armpit so. scented deodorant. Just a few of the <laughs> few of the inventions that, mm-hmm. as it turns Body out, there are there, things that pass through my mind like mm-hmm. ponderances. But the longer I thought about them, I thought ah, that might not work. Yeah, that may be too much for the people to handle. Maybe sometimes. Well, like Michael Keaton's, his was go ahead and feed the pickle and the mayonnaise to the tuna. So that when you catch the tuna, you've already yep. got tuna salad. And I thought, well, yeah. That makes sense. Why not do that? Seems mm-hmm. foolproof. What could go wrong? <laughs> On television tonight, no basketball. Well, not any NCAA basketball. Is the NIT tonight or the women's tournament tonight, Sam? Do you know? I think probably the women's women's tournament. I think actually Kentucky plays tonight. The Kentucky the women, women? I think they do against oh, the Iowa. Girls. I thought you meant Iowa at like 2.30. <laughs> Yeah. Is this one they play today? Oh, it's say, an afternoon game. Thing? Yeah. <laughs> Businessman special. It's a matinee. Yeah. Season, season six finale of To Tell the Truth on ABC tonight. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1775, Patrick Henry delivered his famous Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death line. In 1806, Meriwether Lewis and William Clark, having reached the Pacific Coast, began their journey back east. It's always sad when a vacation ends and you got to turn mm. around and go home. I can imagine how, mm. how distraught they must have uh, been. 
In 2010, claiming a historic triumph, President Barack Obama signed the Affordable Care Act, a $938 billion health care overhaul. Absolutely. Remember, Misty? Remember in, before 2010 when health care was outrageously expensive? Remember back then? Wait, it feels very familiar to me. Hold on. <laughs> I'm getting vibes of that today. Kids, you'll never Why? believe how expensive health care yeah. was before 2010. Yeah. And now, I mean, hey, it's just easy. Shaka Khan is 68 today. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. <laughs> Band leader Reggie Watts is 49 today. He's the band leader for James Gordon. Perez Hilton is 43, and Kyrie Irving from the NBA is 29 today. Who's Kyrie Irving play for, Sam? And uh, a point guard. The Nets, I think, now. Nets. Brooklyn. He went to Duke. So, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't know who he plays for. Mm-hmm. Joan Crawford was born in this date in 1904. Roger Bannister was born in this date in 1929. Just the name Roger Bannister makes me run in slow motion. And hear chariots of fire oh, in my yeah, head. Rick Ocasek was born in this date in 1949. Moses Malone was born in this date in 1955. Not many famous Moseses. Couple, couple of famous Moseses. You know, my Bible reading this morning was Moses. Hmm. Was the story of Moses? Well, yep. maybe it's because. And I love the name Malone because that's what I wanted to name Elijah, mm-hmm. and I didn't get. I didn't get it. Should have. That guy vetoed? Still a little bit mad about it. Well, can't you just change it now? I call him Malone occasionally. He'll say my name is <laughs> Not in my heart. Chart Toppers, 1958. Is that your favorite Jerry Lee Lewis song? Mm-hmm. What is what? Is, I, I always ask you, and I can't can't remember. I can't honestly. It's Chantilly. It's not Chantilly no, Lace. No, um, honestly, I love this one. I I, just, I love the movie more than I really love a particular song. Oh, I see. It's but, all about Dennis Quaid. It, it doesn't is, have anything to do with Which is my daughter's Lewis. middle name because of Dennis Quaid. Malone's yes. Quaid's. Yes. All your rivers are running together I know, today. Right? Let's go to 1967. The Mamas and the Papas, number one. Kind of dragging a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm underwhelmed. Oh well, you might be underwhelmed at this next one, but I will not be underwhelmed as we move up to 1976, which I know is a year that you like very much. But I like it for a different he was reason. Old philosopher, of he was so thin, I swear you gave me in this. So. Do what? It gave you me in this. Although I only discovered this. I had to ask him about the mysteries of life. He spit between his boots and he replied, It's faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, more money. Two famous Kentuckians. Misty Thomas and Tom mm-hmm. T. Hall. Yeah, and as an older woman, I'm offended by the song. Is he a colonel? <laughs> you, uh, I don't know. I you don't might be know. the colonel, and you might top him on that. That's right. Colonel Sanders, <laughs> Colonel Hall, <laughs> Colonel Thomas. <laughs> <The> trifecta. <laughs> yeah, Colonel Childress, we can throw yeah, a right. over there. So, 
I mean, we're surrounded. Tom T. Hall has to be a He's Kentucky be Colonel. He's got to be. He's got to be. Phil Collins, number one in 85, with one more night. It's a real downer. I didn't appreciate Phil Collins when it was at music in real time. I was younger, but I do love him more now. Yes. It, like I think his music uh, holds up very well. Mm-hmm, it does. Um, you like the Cranberries? He has one of my favorite sport anthems. Does In the it? air tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, that little drum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But um, but um, but um. Sam, did you just say that that little drum? The little drum? You know? It's not a little drum. <laughs> it's drum the set. drum. The- Remind me to tell you a story about that after the show. It's, it's the, most, it is the most famous yes. drum riff is it? of the 1980s. Okay. I mean, Absolutely it is. Without a doubt. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Happiness is a direction, not a place. Happiness is a direction... Not a place. MB's Prolo Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky, WKHG Litchfield.